Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and I've got a great show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head Play on up. over to PlayUp.com, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. Today we're going to talk a little horses, a little college hoops, and Scotty Fiedler is here. What's up, bro? Nothing, Philip. What's going on? Nothing, man. Just working. <laughs> I tell you, Phil's giving me crap, guys, about not ha- not having a social media presence. Tell tell as, him as, as I am a, an older an older guy who doesn't necessarily believe in sharing everything in the world. But uh, he tells me that oh, you need to have a social presence for certain things, which I, I do tend to believe him as well. There, but. Um, if you want to get horses and you want to make money, you just watch the Friday. You listen to the Friday podcast every week. There you, you go. You guys know where it is. You know what to do. We'll make some money for you. We have all season long. All season long. Yes, we have. But you know what? The funny thing is, and, and I tend to agree with you, if it weren't for the fact that I do media, I wouldn't be on Twitter. I already closed down my Facebook pages. I barely use Instagram. <clears throat> I don't care about all that stuff. But media people do. And the first question they ask is not for your resume. It's how many Twitter followers you have or how many Instagram followers Sca- you have. Scary world that we live in. Scary yeah, world. but not, like, not that you've won uh, money and you, you make good picks and you do what you need to do. That How many people follow you? Yep, that's crazy. You know why? Because that's how they find you. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of frauds out there too, Philip, as you know and I know. Right, so but if they don't know where it is. Then how do they find you? You have to oh, tell them. That's what I. Ha- that's why I go to your show, and I don't have my own show. All right. Okay. They well, find that, you, don't they? They they do. Yes, because I've been doing this for so long. Exactly. Yeah, but then again, I still have to tweet out the shows four or five times a day. Mm-hmm. I spend more time tweeting than anything. Exactly. But if I, get- I don't do it, no people will forget that I'm here. Come on, they can't ever forget about you, Philip. Ah, they do. Believe me. One bad day, one bad show. You should see how this works sometimes. You can win Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Lose on Friday, for instance. No, no, that never happened. That has not happened this year. So you might have won Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, lost on Thursday. Friday. Well, here's won. here's my point. I was just being. I know what your point is. I yeah. just wanted to make sure you understood. Friday, we haven't lost. Right. Well, any. For example, if I win on Monday. <laughs> And lose on Tuesday, my numbers for Wednesday, and it doesn't matter who comes on my show, those numbers automatically go down until we win again. Well, that's just, uh, you know, that's the problem with uh, people that that gambling is, you know, it's consistency is really the way you need to play. And and people don't understand there's a, um, 
uh, you know, you have to be disciplined and you have to play the right way. It's not whether you win or lose. It's, uh, you know, you have a handicapping system and you believe in it and you're going to go through some peaks and valleys. You know, it does happen. And uh, you, you need to be smart enough not to go nuts. And, you know, like that's the problem with some of these frauds out there. They tell you, oh, I got the game of the year. Da, da, da. Bet all your money on it and, and whatnot. And, and it doesn't work that way. Well, of course you know? it doesn't. It doesn't at all. You know, I, I told one guy. Money well, management's the key. Well, this. of course it is. I told a guy, I said, look, the best handicappers in the world miss 40%. Call mm -hmm. me at the end of the season. Exactly. And, and let me know what's going on. Practice right. bankroll management. Right. That's the biggest thing. Practice bankroll management. I mean, uh, I laugh. We were in Vegas, you know, for the um, – Division playoffs, and like I always say to you on air, I don't, I don't bet two-legged animals, and uh, we did. We put a game, you know. If you remember, I took, uh, and this is money management. I'll give it to you in a nutshell. I took Kansas City in the first quarter, um, Cincinnati for the game. Both win, so I win like three hundred dollars, I think, on that. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't betting a lot just to watch the game there, which I again, which I don't do. And then I thought, oh, the Rams are a lock. They're going to win this game by three over three and a half. And I, I put $400 on the Rams. So I won two bets, lost a bet, and lost money on, it, on those days. Yeah. And that's, that's poor money management. And, and, you know, I just wanted to let everyone know, listen, it happens to uh, guys that do this for a living, you know. And, and, and there's a reason I always say I don't bet two-legged animals because I know my money management sometimes is not perfect when I'm dealing with human beings. When I deal with horses, my money management is usually pretty good. See, me uh, and horses, unless I make a mistake and forget my uh, glasses or whatever, or can't find my glasses and need to get down quick, mm -hmm. for a horse, 20 bucks for a race total. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'll bet on a race. Uh, let's put it this way. I could bet uh, a, a, an exacta trifectas and a horse to win and usually what i'll do on those races is i'm talking maybe uh two hundred dollars something somewhere in that regard and it's a it's a twenty dollar increments on the bets well that's the way it should be you know um, i tell people all and the time triples are a little higher i do bet 10 sometimes which is high for triple players so i mean listen if you did it 20 across the board ten dollar exact the box and a $2 trifecta box would cost you $60, $120, about $140 for those plays, where you could win, you know, quite a bit. Right. But at least you're taking a shot at it, but you also know what you're doing. That's the difference. But, like, I tell people, I say, did you fire your stockbroker because he had a bad day yesterday? <laughs> I bet you I'm right more times than he is. That's for sure. Yeah, most of them are full of shit. I, I actually pick my, I still do my own stock picks when I do. It's my, I feel it's my money. I'm not, you know, leaving it up to someone else to make those decisions for uh, my money. Yeah, I'm not listening to Dave Portnoy over at Barstool. I'm not listening to none of those guys. They don't know what they're talking about. It's my money. I know what I'm doing with it. But for those of you who do subscribe, practice bankroll management. And if you don't know what that is, you can Google it and come to my site at Cash with Flash or at the Phil Nation Show. I've left excerpts from my books on those subjects. And, of course, you can also purchase the books from Amazon. 
and, and get the full skinny. Now, what we got today in the tracks? Well, who, what ponies are we chasing today? Uh, let, let's, we're going to go to Aqueduct in a sixth. I got a race there. And then I think I got one either at Gulfstream or Tampa for you guys. But, uh, you know, just to get back for one minute, Phil, money management and discipline are really the keys because, uh, you know, even the top handicappers in the world will go through a, a, a cold streak for a little bit. And it has nothing to do with what they're doing. The key to getting through the cold streaks is to stay consistent with your with your numbers and what you're doing. And, and I think that's where guys lose it. You know, they get in a, a bad streak and then they start pressing and, and, and you know, now you lose money. Well, there you, know, you go. It's the old uh, bookies love Sunday night and Monday night, you know, because people press now. You know, I always said it. The the one of the best handicappers you ever seen was Kenny mm-hmm. Fiedler, and he played three games a week, you know, a day on a weekend. So he played three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Yep. And win or lose, that's how he moved on. You know, Sunday night didn't matter unless he liked it at the beginning. Monday night didn't matter unless he liked it at the beginning of the week. So, I mean, I I saw him not even watch the games. Right. You know? Yeah. So he just put his picks in, and it was about handicapping, you know. And that and, was uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball, he used to do two a day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was one, mostly pro. two or three. I think it was two or three again. I think it was always yeah. a lot of things. It was just three, three picks. That was his day. His three top plays. He played them. Sometimes he, you know, parlayed them together a little bit, but he always played them straight. Right. And and that was it. You that know, win or lose, he 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 knew what his bankroll was and. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of guys, it's it's about, um, you know, even for me with horses, it's about the handicapping part of it. You know, right. I mean, I of course, I like winning money, but I like to know, man, I handicapped that race properly. There you go. You know, when we were in Vegas, you remember I was running all over town looking for a number. Yep. And I didn't make half those bets because by the time I got there, that number wasn't there. Right. And if I don't get my number, they don't get my money. There you go. There you go. So let's go to Aqueduct the sixth. All right. What we got? We got a claiming twenty-five. Okay. Tough little race. All right. They're going a mile on a dirt. I'm assuming it's going to be fast today. It's pretty nice, uh, nice. in New York today. And I- I'm looking at the five-horse fast break. His morning line is four to one. Uh, he's by win place and show bet across the board. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play him with the uh, five. Oh, he just got scratched. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Scratches just came in. Okay. So my other, my two horses I was going to play with both got scratched, Phil. Uh-oh. So I'm going to switch it up. There was another horses, two horses I was looking at, but I think these odds are going to change tremendously now on these horses. Um, you know what? Play the five across the board. Here's your first lesson. Don't press it. There you, you know, go. There, there it is. I just Practice got scratched. What you preach. As as I'm as I'm pulling it up for you, Phil. The scratches came in, and two of the horses get scratched. Good thing you didn't get your money down on that one, huh? Yeah, that's well. You get it back if they scratch. So well, that's okay. true, but not in a tournament, though, right? Uh no. You pick alternate alternate horses in a tournament. Okay. Okay. So, so what we got next? All right. So you know what? After that, I'm gonna have to throw out a. Um, let me throw out a Tampa Bay. Let me just go to I just go to Tampa, making sure nothing happened in this race is now, you know, with getting uh, live money, the track feeds and the, the scratches and, and stuff is starting to come out. It's starting to come out. Just right. Hit the 
Just hit the chair on my toe, Phil. That's why I gave you that little ow. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> the play-by-play over there. Yeah. Gave you a little play-by-play. All right, so. Let us know when it starts spouting, man. Ooh, baby. So, all right, uh, <laughs> I'm looking for the second at Tampa. I'm just reopening the computer, Phil. Uh, you know, great lesson, right? As we were doing this live, great lesson. Scratches came in. A race totally changed. And, Phil, I've always told you this, you know, if you remember, that I really hate doing a lot of the horse stuff in advance because you do get scratches, which do change races. Right, of course. You know? and, it, and it does happen that it's just uh, it becomes a problem sometimes. Right. So anyway, let's go to Tampa the second. It's an optional claiming 25. They're going six furlongs on the dirt. All right. Mm-hmm. We're going to look to the six horse, shed a tear, five to one morning line. I think he's going to sit just off the speed and 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 make it a nice run for it. We're going to mix him in with the speed horse. We'll take an exact box two um, six in that race and uh, and a six across the board. Okay, so now the Aqueduct race. What was that? Which race? Aqueduct was just going to take the five horse across the board. In uh, which ra- what number race? Uh, I'm sorry, Aqueduct was the sixth race. Yeah, five okay. horse fast break across the board. Obviously, like I said, you had other horses. The other horses we did like scratched out of the race. I like the nine Smile Brian, but Smile Brian is no longer in that race, so we're not going to go there. Um, and uh, let's throw in a bonus race. I don't want to do this as part of one of my tournaments today, but uh, I'll throw you a bone here. Perfect. And all of them. It's uh, Gulfstream the fifth. Okay. It's on the turf. Going seven and a half furlongs, optional thirty-five claimers. Mm-hmm. Again, I tell you those things; those are the 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 level of these horses. Yep. All right, and I'm looking at uh, to the ten horse, Mandy Green. Uh, first time he started one, he's finally getting on the turf. I hope he's as good as they thought they were that it was going to be on a turf because he won his uh, you know first race out at Gulfstream and came off the turf, uh, hoping he could run a similar. Similar race there, and then I'm going to mix him in with the five. All right, so we're looking at a five ten exacta box. Perfect. And I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it basic for you. I'm not throwing in three horses today. I'm trying to get them a, a couple winners off of uh, some serious uh, handicapping. If you do want to throw a horse in, um, also in that race, you know, a, a third horse, the three Hatari who probably is going to go off as a favorite, is a horse that's going to take them a long way. So, And those races are all this afternoon, too. They are all this afternoon. The fifth does not start till 2.30. Right. Aqueduct's race is actually uh, – the, the, the Tampa Bay is 12.45. I know you're going to – it'll be tight to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting it up, but I'm sure you'll get it up in time. And the Aqueduct is not till 3.25, so – have you time. got you got plenty of time for the two the uh, Aqueduct and Gulfstream Tampa Bay, you know it could be a little tight, but uh, again, uh, listen, it's a play. Like I said, if it's too tight and you don't like it, then don't play it. You know you you can't lose money. You don't plot down. That's you know, a fact that, right there. That's how that works. That's and, how that works, and you're lucky it'll be scratched anyway. So, nah, nah, I don't think so. I, I think the scratch the scratches just came in literally as we were on. So 
you know, listen, I, I'll be playing the, the, the tournaments over at Horse Tourneys, the features. I've had a good little run since Sunday, uh, since Saturday of last week. I told you I, I qualified for the Mammoth Pick Your Prize NHC qualifier, which uh, if you remember, we were talking to the one guy at our, near our table, Greg Gass, so mm-hmm. he's a really good guy. And that was how he qualified. And he said, wow, there's a, you know, about 20 uh, NHC spots up for bids at that one. It's a really good one to get into. So I saw they had a qualifier. It's not till June, this tournament. But I right. said, you know what? Let me get in this. Uh, Greg said it was a good one. So I went that route. Uh, you know, Saturday I finished, I think, ninth in the feature. Uh, Sunday I finished fifth in the feature. And those been, are at right, horsetourneys.com. Yeah, horsetourneys, and right around it. And then yesterday I finished fourth in the feature. So uh, I'm right there. I'm hoping to just get over the top this next uh, this weekend with a couple picks. So awesome. You know, one or two goes. One or two second places become first places. You win those tournaments when you're in that position. Awesome stuff. Now Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I'm not touching this game. I don't care. Unless, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. When I get mine down on Sunday, it won't matter. It, it won't even be a play for anybody. It won't be time. Because I will probably touch this at about 5.55 p.m. I tell you, it's, it, 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 it's got the makings for you of a DraftKings showdown play. I'm going to smash that showdown. I haven't uh, taken a big showdown down in a while. I, I I got a feeling that's your play this week. I think it's, uh, yeah. you know, maybe you play to max this week and go after it. I'm going to probably do that. I, I usually just throw one bullet in those big tournaments, but I might give it a shot. What the hell? Yeah, um, I, mean, I think that's, uh, you know, that's what, where you hold an advantage over people here. Some of them. You know? But uh, there's there's really sharp players there. But I think I can. I found a couple of nice little uh, single entry contests, which I like. Those are the best, yep. Yeah, that's the only way you want to play those because if you can't afford to put 150 lineups in, then don't. I do it because I do less because that's like a goal. Like Mm -hmm. I have very few goals left in DFS. One of those is to knock down one of those quarter games where they have about 500,000 entries. With one entry. With one entry. Yeah, I'm only firing single bullets at all this stuff now. Yep. Millie Maker 2. Next year I'm going to hit that Millie Maker uh-huh. And I'm going to do it with one lineup. Mm-hmm. So anyway, for me, there's a couple players. If you're playing over at DraftKings, I don't mess around at FanDuel, but uh, if you're playing at DraftKings, there's a couple ways you can do this. The captain spot is the most important here on this day. Also, you want to get a little funky. You you can't have the same kind of ideas that everybody else has. Otherwise, you're going to be sharing with a whole bunch of folks. Yeah, you have to be completely funky with one or two spots always. Always. So, I mean, I always found, that, you know, and I'm not a, a, a great DSS player. I, I've listened to you. I've done some stuff. Is, uh, the, you know, you got to leave money on the table is how you win these big ones. Sure, because most people don't. Yes, they're trying to, to maximize their money. And instead of taking uh, Tyler Higby for whatever reason, they take Odell Beckham and Higby's the one that scores the touchdown, and that guy wins the whole thing. You, you know? know, I'm kind of glad you brought up Higby because he's not playing. Oh, he's out. Yeah, I think he's out. He is out. Oh, okay. yeah. But you know what? Matthew that Stafford. That man is an interesting guy. Yeah, Matthew Stafford loves to throw to his tight ends. You're looking at a Cincinnati defense that does pretty well against the pass. But if you try this one, just give this a shot. 
in your captain spot for sixty nine hundred bucks, Kendall Blanton. Now Kendall Blanton has been overlooked most of the season because Tyler Higby's been in the lineup. But when Blanton played in his place, he's caught five balls for fifty yards. So Stafford will throw to him. And this is going to be an interesting day because, you know, they're going to be chasing him all around the pocket because he's not very mobile. He's going to be looking for that. So what I would do is I would play Kendall. If you play Kendall Blanton as your captain. Well, that leaves you a lot of room, huh? You can put Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and uh, Jamar Chase in your lineup, basically. You can fit everybody. Another player that's going to go overlooked and shouldn't is T. Higgins for, for Cincinnati. I agree. He was the one guy I was saying. I wouldn't put him in a captain spot, but that being said, I would put he's forty two hundred bucks. I would install him somewhere in your lineup, roster him, whatever you want to call it. And I would also look for another guy that's gonna get overlooked, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, he might be more than fifty percent owned. I don't think so though. And if that's not the case, he's going to jack some price. He's going to catch some balls. If Higby been has watching... not been ruled out, you know, officially yet. By the way, who Higby? Yeah, he hasn't practiced, but he has not been yeah, officially. I think he's ruled done. Out. He looked awful when he yeah, came he up. Pro- he probably will not. I'm just letting you know the official word is right. Not. The official word, but so basically, the greatest thing about DFS is you've got time to put your lineups together. But again, you want to be funky. You want to look for a Kendall Blanton. Everybody and their mother is going to be rostering Joe Mixon, for example. You can't get away around not having a quarterback in your lineup, although I have one without one. Not in this instance. But I think one of these position players is going to outscore a quarterback. So you want to put that person in your lineup as the captain. Outside of that, that's all I got for the DFS. Are you going to do anything with prop bets? Uh, not, not positive. You know, like I said, I'm not a big, uh, two legged animal. I, I actually may play the Bengals to take the points. I'll be honest with you. I think, uh, people are overlooking their defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are overlooking that Joe Burrow is, uh, uh, the the reincarnation of Joe Namath, maybe. Uh, He's got that if, swagger. I was thinking yeah, that last night. You know, He's got the swagger of Namath. Yes. You know, so, uh, I mean, I, I said I go back to you. I go, you get sacked nine times and still win a playoff game. That's something special. Yes. You know, and, and uh, I don't know. I Listen, I think the Bengals win a close game. If it is a blowout, you know, it's it's the Rams that will win. Uh, I, I just think they're over. Everybody's giving the Rams way too much credit because of their star power. Mm-hmm. You know, the Aaron Donalds, Jalen Ramsey's of the world. Uh, so their defense is, is is good, but it's not quite as good as, you know, it seems in a Super Bowl setting. Right. Uh, where the Bengals without the stars is a little bit better than you, you see. And, um, you know, I, 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 li- I like Matt Stafford. I hope he wins a Super Bowl at some point. I just think if I had a, my choice of those two guys, I'm taking Joe Burrow, you know, as crazy as it sounds. My probable play, I'm not sure yet, depends on what the line is, is I may ignore that line, and I might just take a shot at Cincinnati on the money line, mm-hmm. but just for me. I agree with that, too, because that's, like I said, I think if it's a close game, I think Cincinnati wins. I'm not, 
looking at Cincinnati to cover. Right. You know, I think a close game, Cincinnati wins outright. So, I, I mean, I, I, it's not a bad play. It might be the way to go. You know, I don't think I don't um, know who's going to win this game. I have no. And then I, I mean, you know, I thought my, my my sneaky stuff, but I think a lot of people are looking is, you know, a first uh, first half under, uh, and then you know the Super Bowl always gets crazy later on, but uh, I think, uh, you know, I don't know what the first half is. I mean, it's a low total for a for a Super Bowl. Right, but it's still Friday. But I'm saying it's only 48 and a half. That yeah, is I know. a Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know the last time I've seen a Super Bowl lower than 52. You know what they're looking for? They're looking for Matthew Stafford to chuck a couple interceptions. And they're mm-hmm. looking for Joe Burrow to not have the kind of day that we think he's going to. And we mm-hmm. also and, and I also think the odds makers have that have placed a lot of value on these defenses. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. I don't know. Yeah, that. I mean, it's Super Bowl. I mean, that's why I said I would consider an under in the first half and an over for the game. Um, you know, Super Bowls always get wacky after halftime or usually get wacky after halftime. You know, we've seen games that were 6-3 going into the second half that were 32, uh, you know, 35-30 at the end of the game. And we've seen 29-point leads dissipate. Yep, it's it's a uh, you know. Of course, you don't have Tom Brady in it. I mean, listen, I I just see it, and I, it's probably the way they see it. You know, they're looking that Burrow is not going to make a big mistake. Um, that Stafford may throw one in the red zone that you know eats up clock, and then they don't get any points out of it. Uh, and, and don't forget, you know, here's my the Cincinnati rookie kicker is ph- phenomenal. Right. That kid is unbelievable. I mean, I don't think either team is going to run the ball, and that's going to be the issue. And that's why it may get a little wacky later. Right. You know, I don't think Joe Mixon's going to run like people think. I don't think the Rams are going to run. I mean, I think they'll both try to, but I just don't see it. I don't see that. I mean, maybe there's a prop play of under on Joe Mixon. I haven't seen any of that stuff yet. I've looked at a few. We made a few picks on the show just for the show's sake. Figured you did. You know, because the guests all do it, and I let them do it. But, you know, again, Phil, here's another example of, you know, and I remember I used to say it way back when, and, and I would go, you know, if it wasn't the Super Bowl, would you make a bet on the game? No. You know, and and – you know, there are Super Bowls that I would say, yes, I would. You know, I really like this team. Mm-hmm. And then there's other Super Bowls that you say, no, I wouldn't if it wasn't the Super Bowl. You know, and, and you got to, you got to, you know, don't go crazy and don't bet more money than you have because it's the Super Bowl. You know, if you you like the game a little bit, bet $50 on a game. You know, you don't have to uh, bet five hundred, a thousand dollars because it's the Super Bowl. You know, and that's what a lot of people do. Most, you know, like I used to tell you, Phil, my favorite days of horse racing are the big days. And why do I like the big days? Because you get the average Joe that doesn't play horses all year long that's going to throw their money down. Now, the difference between horses and and Vegas or, or, you know, sports betting is, you know, Vegas puts a line out in sports betting and it's not. You know, in horse racing, the public actually the amount of money base that played on it becomes the uh, you know the odds. So you know, my feeling always is is on those big days, I'm getting a lot of dumb money, as they say. You know, 
and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get better odds on my horses. Uh, you know, I, I'm still upset. I think they ruined the Derby as a big day a little bit because of this point system. You know, and you can't get horses in there that will screw the race up a little bit. But uh, Breeders' Cup Day and those days, I think, are the greatest days to make money. And not because they're not because they're the big days. It's because I think there's just money that's put in there that 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 normally you know a horse on a Tuesday at Aqueduct would go off at you know uh, three to one because people are smart enough. That's going to go off at six to one on Breeders' Cup Day. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. Well, we'll have I've to seen it see. enough. I've I've seen it plenty. You know, we've made big money on those days. I mean, listen, we 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 had. Uh, <laughs> I was re- recapping it a couple of years ago when they took maximum security down. We wound up hitting the triple for ten dollars. It was like an eleven thousand dollars score because uh, we loved Country House, who was fifty to one that day, mm-hmm. who wound up actually winning the Derby by disqualification, um, and, and we were all over it. Me and me and my one buddy, who who I said is a sharp guy, Brian Sachs, was one of the guys I consider pretty sharp. We we were all over Country House. And we made a lot of money on on the DQ. Right. You know, uh, I mean, I still tell the stars that uh, one of my kids was at someone's birthday party. The guy was streaming the Derby. When it ended, we didn't like maximum security, really. So we didn't have him in any of the plays or any of our exotics. And I kept looking to see what, you know, what the final pay was. And it wasn't up, you know, like a half hour after the race. So I. I said to the man, I said to the guy Steve, who you met. He, that's who it was, uh, Phil Steve, who came to uh, Vegas with us. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, so it was his kid's birthday party, and he puts it back up, and he said, "Oh my God, you know, there's an inquiry, you know, for the winner." I said, "Oh, this is great," and then that's what happened. We wound up. Uh, yeah, I took maximum security down. The first time I've ever done that. Usually, horse players will tell you they get taken down, which I, I, I've been on the other side of it too. Uh, like I told you, my first NHC, I had a 16 to one horse that got taken down and sort of messed up my whole day, you know. Oh yeah, that can happen. But uh, the Super Bowl should be fun. Most most sharps, most smart betters, uh, wise guys, whatever you want to call them, they don't even touch the Super Bowl or mm-hmm. the prop bets or any of those other things. They don't even touch the playoffs, and that's something I won't be doing next year. I'm not going to touch them either. I had a great season. That's because that's because you didn't listen to me in the playoffs. Well, maybe that's what it I was. told you. The Bengals from day one, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I did. T- I told you they were going to beat Oakland, or uh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas. Okay, well, I had that one. I did tell you they were going into Tennessee and winning as well. And I had that one. Those are the only two games and, I won. And I the did four tell I you, and you thought that Kansas City was going to kill them, and I told you, uh-uh. They Look should out. have killed them, but they didn't. And it is what it is. But so we got a couple college basketball games yes, before we go. We got let's get to some college hoops, baby. UConn and Xavier, another uh, big East. Yo, UConn's a one and a half East. point underdog on the road, and the total is one hundred and forty and a half points. What's happening with this game? Uh, this is tonight, correct? This is tonight at seven p.m. Okay, Xavier's it's a one point spread base, so it's basically a pick 'em game. Mm-hmm. Here, right. Okay, I was I was just checking some a couple things, you know. Um, Both of these teams are five hundred in their uh, yeah, against I the mean, spread against it, the spread splits. Um, mm-hmm. UConn is three and three away against the spread, and Xavier is seven and seven against the spread at home. 
Right. Xavier had a bad loss at home to DePaul, who's a much better team than they have been in the past. Uh, they lost to a very good Providence team at home and just lost a, a two-point game to Seton Hall two nights ago at Seton Hall. Um, UConn on a road, uh, Villanova beat them. Uh, they did beat DePaul, so there's a common, a sort of a common opponent mm-hmm. there in that one. Uh, I'm just trying to look at UConn on a, on a road uh, right now, Philip. I didn't catch all of them. Well, I think so. they're pretty damn good out of the glass. Yeah, no, they're, listen, they're a good basketball team. I'm just trying to see. You know, they, have, the, they, they haven't. It just seems they haven't played. Uh, you get screwy with this schedule because I think this is a re, this is a makeup game, correct, from December. I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so it's sad. that's why I said it gets a little wacky, you know, uh, sometimes on these, uh, these crazy games. So th- this game, like, gets thrown in now. Because I get probably was a COVID game, uh, you know, way back. I mean, to be honest, UConn hasn't been on the road an awful lot. They have one though. Uh, it looks like they're about five hundred on the road. Yeah. Um, three you and know, three against the spread, though. Yeah. I mean, definitely uh, uh, three and three and three and three. You know, so I mean, they definitely are. It, you got a good team here, but Xavier's tough at home, man. That's a tough place to play, Phil. Right. You know, Cincinnati, uh, people don't realize they're a Cincinnati team as well. Uh, you know, we, we've been in there and in those places. They're tough. They're tough places to play. I mean, trending-wise, I don't know. I mean, you know, Xavier's lost two in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, UConn lost two in a row, just broke that by beating a, a mediocre Marquette team, I would say, right, at best. Right. And, uh, you know, ah. To me, this is a I don't a no play. I just don't know who's going to win. I can't put my money on either team, you know, because it's a it's basically a pick'em spread. You know, one point is basically a pick'em, and I just don't see um, I don't see a clear cut winner here. Xavier's zero six against the spread in the last six home games. But well, there you go. There's just. The thing I'm assuming you're taking UConn. I'm taking UConn on the money line at plus 102, and I'm going to take a point at minus 103. I'm going to double up here. There you go. All right, so we got it. Phil likes UConn. I'm on with him then. I would. I like that team. I tell you what. By the 7 p.m., I'm going to be sideways because I've had a long week, and I'm mm-hmm. just going to enjoy life a little bit. Um, yeah, we've got should. one more game, and, and I love the UNLV team. You know, I was wearing that hoodie around a little bit there that weekend. Vegas, baby. Yeah, the old Vegas was the best. Yeah, was, you know, I see. That was the talk, baby. That was, he was, woo. You know, he was something else. I was friends with his wife, Lois. Lois, yeah. She, she used she used to uh, take lessons from me, and she was the one who got me into UNLV to uh, teach a little tennis on the side. Nice. And I thought that was great. So anyway, I'm, I used to ref, as you remember, because mm-hmm. I used to ref the bigger games at camp. Yep. Um, he let me ref some of their scrimmages, and they had one of these little private tournaments, you know, that Tart got busted for. <laughs> yep. And, and I remember going out there and doing a game between uh, UNLV and Duke with Mike Shashevsky, mm-hmm. who's another one who didn't mind those private tournaments either. Right. Woo! I, I, first of all, I'm glad that I was still young and fit and could run because those kids were running up and down the floor like mad dogs. Oh, yeah. And the coaches were chewing me out. 
And then when I saw my check for that game, I cried because it was like ten bucks because it was uh it yeah. was it was it, it was off the books, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But th- I love that place. I I love the Shark Tank. I I did. I do. Um, currently they are a plus eight and a half point away dog. But yeah, right, I was gonna say this game's at Boise, correct? It sure is, and the total is only a hundred and thirty points. Boise's an interesting team, aren't they? They've been good, man. Yeah, I mean they're real good, but uh, against the spread, they're just okay. They're just okay against the spread. Yes. You know? I mean, and they're they're one of those schools. It's interesting. I mean, uh, it, this is one of those. Uh, how's how's the tempo of this game going to go? I mean, to be honest, they really both teams really do not look very different statistic wise. Well, they're not. That's the problem. Um, but you know what they both do, I think, is turn the ball over. I was watching them the other night, both these teams. And, and they do turn the ball over. However, Boise State has been sneaky good lately. What's our points off turnovers? Do we have that stat There's for this game? These two, team, these two schools do not provide those. We've got to start getting those, Phil. Well, yeah, but that's up to the schools to do that for us. I mean, I guess I could, but uh, that's a lot of work. Start getting those again. That was a big. That was a big thing in the tournament last. For the tournament, I think so. But when I use it for regular season, Mm -hmm. it hasn't been as effective, and that's probably why. Okay. But I'm looking at UNLV losing this one by at least nine. You know. Boise State has won three of their last four. They knocked off Colorado State, which was a, is a very good team, and they beat them at home. Mm-hmm. They've beaten Nevada, who's pretty good. They lost by 15 to Utah State, who is also extremely good, and they knocked the daylights out of Air Force. That, this is Vegas, you're talking This about. is Vegas, yes. Vegas. Is, I'm sorry, Vegas. I got the wrong number up here. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Colorado State, Nevada, and Air Force, they knocked off, but they lost to Utah State by 15. Now, Boise State, Boise State has won a whole bunch of games in a row. Like, let me see, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They've won 15 of their last 16. The only game they lost in that run was to Wyoming, who has also played outstanding basketball. Recently, they knocked off three or four teams in the top 50. So, I got to tell you, I don't normally take a lot of points in college basketball. But I have to take Boise State in this one. I don't trust UNLV, man. All right, I'm going to play against you here. Okay. I'm going to take the points. It just seems like, again, it's one of those, it seems like it should be Boise I look at the stats and I say to myself uh, that this game is a lot closer than it looks based on record. Uh, based on stats to me, this game looks a lot closer than it is. And I'm going to take the eight and a half. I'll tell you what scares me, though, is the low total. Yes, it, it, everything's. I mean, a lot of things scare me about the game. It's not a game I would go, oh, my God, I got to put my money on again, you know. But um, since we're picking games, you know, right. I didn't pick the first one because uh, I really I, I can't even give you a pick there. It's, I think it was such a difficult game you chose uh, where here <laughs> I actually, you know, I, I like the eight and a half. I think that Vegas will be in it. If Boise covers, it's going to be foul shots at the end and things like that. So I think UNLV is going to be, be the right side. It may not work out. I don't think they're getting blown out. I don't think it's going to be 25 points and. 
you know, they claw back in it. I think it's going to be a close game most of the way. Okay. And it depends on how it how it shakes out at the end. I told I I just don't trust UNLV, and and that's fair enough too. You know, fair enough. You 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 know me. I, I if I'm playing, I like underdogs. I'm getting. Oh eight. yeah, we would have done much better last week if we had played a couple underdogs like yeah. we were going to do. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's a great show. We gave you three horse picks. We gave you some DFS plays for the game. We gave you some thoughts on the Super Bowl, and we just gave you a couple winners in the basketball. Great stuff today, dude. Yeah, and we gave him a lot of in- information about money management and how to really make money here. And that's you know. the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the same win. thing. You know, listen, if you're really doing this, it's not an, you know, if you're betting and you're gambling, it's not entertainment. You know, you can't look at it that way. Well, you know? that's how the Would sports you... books look at well, it. Well, they want it that way because then people don't care that they lose money. See, so. that's the English betting model right over there. Who they, They've got these people over there convinced it's just part of the game to hand them money. <laughs> right. But, but like I said, the problem... You know, you. Ha- I mean, listen. Would you do your stocks the same way and say, "Oh, it's just entertainment; it has nothing to do with my retirement"? No, you wouldn't. No, and so, nobody does. Who makes a bet they think that they think is going to lose? Nobody. But the, the the thing they always, oh, it's just you know, I just had fun. It gave me interest in the game. It, you know, uh, you lose, you lose. You know, we'll I have mean? another beer. That's what right, I. Right, but you. I'm saying, don't bet because you know you. Uh, if you're doing that, you might as well play the uh, the the boxes that they have for the Super Bowl and give yourself some interest. Oh, that reminds you know? me. I go think go, I got a couple of those at DraftKings. Yeah, go play a fifty dollar box. You know, there you go. Or so, better yet, go have another beer. Yeah, uh, that's shut true. Your I mean, phone listen, off so you yeah, don't do I mean, something stupid. But, but like I said, I go. That's this is the problem. I hope we get that across to a lot of people that you know it, it, it is your money. You know, uh, if you want to say, hey, what do I care? I'm taking you know. $3,000 of my money during a season. If I lose it, I'm okay with it. That's fine. That's your money management play. You know, but once you lose that $3,000, let us not go bet the house. You know, it, it, I'll tell you, it scares me a little bit, Phil, this whole online betting now. And I get the government, you know, needs to make money off it. But, I mean, I'm listening to the radio yesterday. Uh, we, well, we were off to a basketball game, which we won, a nice one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Every single commercial was one of the sports books. I know. It was every it, single commercial. You know, you watch a game. And, I mean, JB Smooth is probably the most uh, recognized guy in the world right now, or at least in America, right? Now, yeah, the Caesars on, guy. Don't yeah, even get the me Caesars started guy, on Caesars. You know, thank you, Larry Prince. David. But, uh, <laughs> don't even get me started on Caesars. I'm right, limited but you, so but low. You, but you follow what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, sure. This is, this is the problem. You know, most people look at it as entertainment, you know. I mean, I don't even go into a casino anymore and say it's entertainment. There's no know? such thing. You're gonna, they want to take your cash, and right. you want to take theirs. How is that entertaining? The only way right. it's entertaining is if you win, because yeah. I don't find any entertainment, period, in losing. I don't care if it's tiddlywinks. I don't, but people do. You know, like I said, oh, gave it, we, we chilled out, we had a good time, uh-huh. we this, it's only entertainment. And, and they brainwashed them very well to that, you know, to people. So, I mean, listen, if you're playing with your hard-earned money, let, let's let's win some. Take some of our advice. Please do it the right way. And, uh, you know. Uh, and don't gamble drunk. That. All right. You can find Scotty over at Brookwood Camps on Twitter. And if you're so inclined and want to send your child to a sleepaway 
Sports camp, sleepaway camp, we do it all over there. It's at Brookwood Camps, and that's brookwoodcamps.com. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank PlayUp Sportsbook for presenting the show. That's playup.com. Sign up for an account. Find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. All picks made on the Phil Nason Show and the Wolf Line Sports, Line, Sports Trading Newsletter are tracked at betstamp.app. Sign up for an account. Follow us. And you can buy our packages there. You can do a whole lot of things there. But most importantly, you can find out how we're doing. So if you don't believe us, it'll be there. And the Wolf Line Sports Trading Newsletter is out Monday through Wednesday and then Friday through Sunday. Look for that about 2 o'clock today. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.